to Thursdays of the Best Days podcast, coming at you with something completely different than before. Joining me this week is just Bruno. Just, just Hi. This is an unprecedented event. 33. Is this 33? This, it's number 33, but it's the 34th. So we've reached an all-time low of attendance. Bruno and I have actually, mostly Bruno, but I kind of helped with a chart had made a big old Excel sheet of who has and who has not attended over these 34 episodes. Bruno and I are currently sitting at 100%, seeing which one falls off for. I think the current bet right now is whoever misses the first one between us gets the podcast, is the owner. I thought that was just how it went. Um, We got Fee missing two. Tuzan, he's, at, he's exactly 50% now. It's he been really in 50% of that. the podcast. Murray making about 3%. It doesn't give me a number. It just gives me 3%. Uh, Fredo making 8%. Juan making 5%. And Carrie making 5%. So, uh, it's a real fall We're off. Here. <laughs> We're here, though. <laughs> We're here. So, but, yeah, uh, we're we're doing it. The podcast lives, goes on, even if there's two of us. Expect in the upcoming weeks, uh, um, Thursday the 27th, I believe it is. No. That, yes. That's two from now, I believe. Two, two from now is the 27th. That'll be a Christmas special episode. Probably have less relevant news, probably more like stories or like questions and then my plan is for the january 3rd it will be in 2019 but i want it to be the 2018 year in review kind of like so, our own award show almost something yeah. along those lines so we're probably gonna my idea for that is i'm gonna have whoever's gonna be on it hopefully we get a bigger number of people and i'm gonna have them brainstorm their favorite game least favorite game what was the biggest like fail of the year biggest meme so expect those in the weeks to come they should hopefully be more fun episodes maybe i think it was suggested that we do christmas music by christian i uh, maybe <laughs> we'll see about that maybe i'll find a christmas intro Ooh, i like that but We'll have to see about that. I If I get really good at editing, Bruno, maybe I put a light, smooth Christmas jazz underneath the entire podcast. Hmm. But I, mean, I have zero editing skills in that it department. could happen. Who knows? Okay. So, I was like, a couple episodes ago, I'm just thinking now we should add the titles to these podcasts in our spreadsheet so I can reference. Sometimes the titles mean nothing, though. I'm going to tell you right now. I know, but they help me remember. I think it was episode 31 we talked about the game show. No, there's only three of us. Hmm. It must have been 30. I'm I think it was sure. 30 because it was there. No. 29. I think it was 29. That was a lot of weeks ago. But game show awards we talked about. We made our predictions. Predictions. And they're out. So... I have a list of them. Do you really? Uh, if you look at the list, Bruno, um, there's extra stuff, but if we want to alternate which ones we actually did go over for the winners, 
Okay. I was going to start at the bottom because that's when it started. I think that's where we kind of started for the other one. Oh, yeah. We definitely did. Yep. So, content creator of the year went to Ninja. I think was predictable, but not a good choice. I agree with that. For those of you who don't know, Ninja kind of went PG for the summer. Got all that Fortnite dosh. And then it's kind of actually a scumbag. Actually. And he is falling off now, I believe. Botting has gone. I think we talked about that at one point. We but did, yeah, his, for sure. His bots are finally going away. He's. Well, didn't he go up on some. I think it was some Fortnite thing event. Didn't he tell people to. Oh, no, it was the roast of uh, Tim, Tim the Tatman. He told people to subscribe to. Or uh, not sub. Yeah, sub to him. He was definitely the most sellout and scumbag sellout that I've ever seen on Twitch in a long time. So I think we can just throw out him from winning. Just failed category. <laughs> uh, the next one we went over is best indie debut. Or No, we didn't talk about indie games, did we? Maybe a little bit. I don't remember those games. Like, I'm just looking. Best multiplayer game seems like a big one. Yeah. Fortnite got it. And looking at this list, they kind of deserved it, to be honest. I I definitely think they did. I don't think any of these games are... It was between Black Ops 4, Destiny 2, Monster Hunter World, and Sea of Thieves, and Fortnite. Sea of Thieves was not great. Monster Hunter World was not that crazy. Destiny 2 flopped. Call of Duty, I guess, was okay, but it didn't change the the world or anything. So, good on Fortnite, I guess. Call of, or Call of Duty was average for a, a Call of game. Like, I don't... It just was average. Well, they added Blackout, though. The Battle yeah. Royale. So, it's kind of a bigger release than normal, but it's still like, eh. Yeah. Best, Best sport. sports oh. and racing? I think you should say this one because you know the game. Forza Horizon 4. I haven't played any of the others, but it is a beautiful and good game. I it like it a lot. Good. Is it? I mean, so you've been streaming it. Is it like easy on the computer or is it like chugging? Um, it could and should definitely be better but horizon 4 ran better than horizon 3 for me on my okay. old computer because i i don't know if it's just the assets or the, like the poly count but the game looks crisp like, oh it, it's amazingly crisp it out of any game i can think of any of the forza games to me just looks so like they're the crispest most like I don't want to say, like, the colors are the most, like, popping colors of any game I've ever, like, yeah. looked at. It's like you turn it on and you're now in the car in the game. It just definitely feels, it feels realistic, but you also get some pops of color. Like, there's some very saturated colors, mm -hmm. but I, I've, it's just good. I like it. So, probably the category I would i was most interested in was best strategy game with winter into the breach winning it i didn't that one for me is hmm. eh. 
I thought BattleTech was a huge game for this year. BattleTech, BattleTech was huge. I don't think you played it. I did not. I was. Ugh. Okay, so we did a Secret Santa. I ended up getting Bruno. Or no, I didn't get Bruno. I got Fredo. But if I would have gotten Bruno, BattleTech was maybe the game I was thinking to get Bruno, aka you. Okay. I, I thought. I think I probably could have played it. Yeah. It was one of those games that was like it was like I was trying to compile a list for everyone to think, and that was one I thought for you because it's. It's a fun strategy game. If you don't know, it's kind of like if Titanfall was a turn-based game. Basically. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it seems like on what I've seen. It's huge. I, it's a game I bought, and I played probably halfway through the campaign. I, let me see. I put 32 hours in it. I, I wanna, I'd probably want to put another 32 hours into it to like finish it. But we just have so many games right now, I just can't. It's hard. But then there's also the times when you think, oh, we got all these games and don't play anything. But then. Yeah. Like, we just don't play anything. So I'm a little jaded on that one. I was very much a Battletech fan. Best family game goes to Overcooked 2. I'm surprised it beat out Super Mario Party. Yeah, I. I think Mario Party. I think Mario Party is a lot more nicher than I, I think people would think. Really? The only reason I say that is I own it, and I have fun with it. But dude, it's so long. Like the shortest games take like forty minutes to an hour. If you're I not feel playing, like that's what it is, though. I guess. I I know, but like, I see what you're saying, way. though. When. Okay, so I own three uh, Mario-style games. I have Mario Kart, Mario Party, and this one isn't Mario, but it's uh, Smash. So, typically in Mario Kart, people will always want to play it first, because, you know, haven't played it for a week plus, probably because they haven't been over. They'll play about four races, and then they're everyone's trying to hand off controllers to people. But, you know, four races. Mario Party, you might get a game in, but people are probably constantly handing off controllers and no one really knows what's going on. Okay. But then, like, Smash, which isn't on this list because it came out so late. I started at 2.30, played till about 5, 5.30, once eat from 7, from, like, 7 till 2 a.m. Played, like, straight. I put 100-plus matches in a Smash. I think people want that those quick, really fast games where Overcooked 2 comes in and just, you know, bam, 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 bam. Even if doing something repetitive, it's short. Yeah, I can agree with that. And I see what you're saying, especially if you have more than, what is it, four people for Mario? Uh-huh. I, could, I could see that, yeah. So... Where I think Mario Party is a fun, like, is good. I think it's just the pace of it makes it. People just want faster. Fighting game? It was Dragon Ball Z Fighter. I, I don't know. I think that was the best out of the list. Yeah. Yeah. 
You got the next one. Best role playing game went to Monster Hunter World. It's definitely the most talked about on the list that I've seen. Yeah, the other role playing games are very not known, in my opinion. Yeah. The best action adventure game, God of War, beating out some of the big titles as Assassin's Creed, Spider Man, Red Dead Two, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I think that's deserved, though. Yeah. I feel like they had the best story for sure. Do you? Okay, so God of War, I wouldn't classify fully as an open world. Not in the sense like Red Dead is, but. I mean, it's almost there, yeah. Can you really can a can an an open world game such as like Spider Man and Red Dead really win? I don't know. I mean, I definitely think that God of War deserved it because of yes. the story. Red Dead, while it does have a good story, I think that open world hurts that story. Mm-hmm. And I think Assassin's Creed just didn't hit the mark and came at a bad time. Yeah. Spider-Man was good, but I don't think it appealed to the masses as much as God of War and Red Dead. True. Yeah, this is my big thing is like God of War, you have a very linear, linear-ish story. You have some like exploring, but it's an adventure game. You're going on a path. Or I think as Red Dead is an adventure because you're like, it might not be an adventure. It might just you be going around doing random things. It's, I don't know. I agree with the God of War just with that category. The best action game went to Dead Cells. Her over Black Ops Four. Even, I mean, even Destiny yeah. Two, which was a flop, but still. You know, best VR AR game, Astrobot Rescue Mission over Beat Saber. I guess. Uh, see, I don't know enough about some of those games to be either. able to question like that. But Beat Saber looked so good; it was like the new Guitar Hero to me. And I, it was so easy for people to play. Like I thought that was like just, you know, what the masses got. Because it was like, oh, people can understand. Red is red and blue is blue. Yeah. The best mobile game, Florence, beating out Fortnite and PUBG Mobile. I have oh. never heard of that. I, I'm gonna actually look it up. Winter, Florence. L-O-R-A. I am looking it up and I still don't know what it is. Interactive story and video game. I don't even like. I mean, sure, I guess. Well, yeah, I don't know. Don't know who was voting in that category. And remember, it was 90% judges and 10% fans. That was the ratio, I think, right? Yes, I think. I can't quite remember. I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, Best independent game, Winter Celeste. Is it like a... 
or winner. Sorry, or no, that's never mind. Never. I've best independent game. Celeste won. Yes. I kept reading it as winter. I don't know Celeste. I don't actually Neither know most of those games. Best performance went to Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan in Red Dead 2. From what I've seen, that's pretty good, but I don't know. I think God of War could have had that too. I think Detroit Become Human had it too. Like, I think they all yeah. were good. I think it was a hard year for that. Best audio design went to Red Dead. Um, that's hard just because of how different these games are. Yeah. Like, Forza Horizon 4 is on there. They did a good job with audio. But, like, how do you compare that to Red Dead 2? One, and then Spider-Man. Spider-Man had, from what I've heard, pretty good ambient sounds of, like, a city. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's going to sound muffled, a lot of, like, jibber-jabber. Hard category for sure. I want. I would be interested to see what they like had to base anything off of. Yeah. Score score slash music. Red Dead. Again, I think that's very. I think they did okay with that though, with the music. Yeah. Fallout seventy six wins it in my heart because they had all the good classics. I mean, that was pretty good. They did have a lot of good songs. But it's basically the same songs they have for every game, so I get it. Best art direction, Return of Oberdin. Never even like, heard of it. What's art direction? Like the style that they went with? I don't think we got an explanation. Return I'm... of Oberdin. It... Oh boy. They're all cartoony. Red Dead doesn't try to look realistic. God of War isn't looking realistic. Kind of the same way Red Dead isn't. Return of Oberdin is like a wireframe looking game. Is, uh, must this be just like unique. Weird. Who tried to do something different. I don't know that this is what I would have done though. Because this is like Ew. weird wireframe. I don't Ew. like it. Okay. No. Okay, never mind. I I have something for another one up there. Okay. Oh, best narrative. Um, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two won it. Over. Um, I think. Detroit or God of War should have won that over. I'm surprised Life is Strange Two didn't win it. But there was one game I was thinking of. I showed it to you a long time ago. I'm trying to think of what it is now. Um, it was the point-and-click like puzzle-style game, like the old one. Uh, it was new, though. If you remember, I sent you a snapshot forever Maybe. ago about uh, uh, the different what the beta looked like and what the... Um... Like how much it came over time. Yeah. I'm, I only know one person that played it, so I'm like, scrolling through all their YouTube videos now trying to just I'm sorry. It's all good. Thimbleweed. Thimble Okay. Thimbleweed, like the art direction was very pixelated and simple, but if like you look at the different screenshots from the game, it just like looked good. 
for art, and I because I think it should have maybe be in the best art direction for it going old school, and it had a really good narrative. Like, I think it should have definitely been in here. It was actually made by some of the old companies that used to make those, or the old developers that used to make those games. Okay. Like, the big guys. Yeah. Like, people, they had a really rough demo. Like, if anyone else would have made that demo, people would have abandoned all hope in the game. But, like, when they saw these people had, like, a functioning, like, idea, they hopped on and, like, fully funded this game. But I think that should have been in the running for some of these. But Interesting. I'll have to take a look at it later. Yeah. The best game direction went to God of War. I think God of War was a good game from what yeah. I've seen. Because I never yeah. played it. I don't I have a place. A way out. No, I think a way out should have won it, actually. Really? It was just so different. Who? It took split screen co op. It made it into like something. The way else. out was good. I remember. I just as you were saying that, I remembered it. It was good, but I think the story wasn't quite there for it. But, but I like narrative. It it's game like that's why. Yeah. It's direction. It's like how you took your game. Yeah. I thought it was the most unique of any game we've probably had in forever. Unless I can agree with that. Yeah. Unless direction meant a different way. No, like, I think you got it right. Best ongoing game, Fortnite. The only one I could have think that maybe we should have put up to it was Siege. So it was Destiny 2, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, and Siege. I definitely don't think Overwatch because they've had way too many issues lately. No Man's Sky, sure, they turned it around, but you can only make a game that bad so good. I think the bad taste was still in everyone's mouth. Destiny 2 just kind of flopped. So in my mind, it's Fortnite or Siege. Yeah. And in my mind, Siege has been doing a lot of good things lately. I think, I mean, this is irrelevant now, but they had a million dollar tournament two days ago. And they were using the latest patch in the game where they just implemented two major game-changing designs. And this is for Fortnite. Yeah, sorry, Fortnite. And they introduced it for like a million-dollar tournament. I don't know. I don't so think people that's what... were practicing for this tournament for months, and they added planes like a week ago, and they added some sword that's kind of OP as hell the day before or the day of i think yeah it i don't think that's what your best ongoing game should be doing no i'd rather see it like i'm trying to think of who does like, like cs where patch. you play with different patches yeah like it's a patch tournament you're going to play this tournament on this patch they're not going to throw a surprise in for you nope Unless you advertise it as that. Exactly. Like, if this would have been a tournament and they would have been like, hey, we're going to drop a big update and have a tournament as that update drops. That, to me, is different and cool in its own way. But going into it thinking that that was not going to happen and they're going to be like, hey, we updated, by the way. Yeah. I, 
It leaves uh, a bad taste in my mouth. But are you ready for it, Bruno? I'm ready for ready? it. Read out the names again. So game of the year. We had the category of or we had the games in the category of Assassin's Creed, Celeste, God of War, Marvel Spider Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption Two. I think we all unanimously agreed Red Dead Redemption Two was gonna win it. I think we all well No, did we all I think we actually all agreed on it. We ranked Maybe. them all different, but God of War took it. Right from Red Dead's heels. I'm glad to see that too. Because Same. as this was going on, they would read something and you'd hear Red Dead. They'd read something, you hear Red Dead. They'd read something, you hear Red Dead. And then for Red Dead not to win Game of the Year was great. Beautiful. Some of them I don't think that they deserved. No. Red Dead. I don't think they... Just some of them didn't feel right. The ones that they got. I saw one so, meme. It was just you said your, you said your last, like, howdy buckaroo, something like that. Some good meme. <laughs> that's good. But, I think I might have saw that one too. That's that's basically all for 2018. A pretty ass year for games, actually. I don't. Think yeah, not was, great. I I think the top games were top, and I think the filler games they had to throw in just to have enough for a category were pretty bad so i can also agree with that we'll talk about that more in our year in review or year review <laughs> so on the topic of games and all that and how ass they are let's go to satisfactory for a second here this this is something that affects mainly only Bruno and I, but also relates to other stuff we've talked about on the topic of the podcast. So satisfactory in simple terms is Factorio in 3D in Bruno, first person. What's Factorio? Factorio is a kind of I don't want to call it progression. It's like an automation progression game. You make things to make things, you automate them, you continue on, you gather resources, stuff like that. But it's like an automation game. This one is in the first person perspective, which is very interesting. It also looks very good. Me and Nick were very excited about it. They had a Steam store page, like giving information and all this. And about a week ago, the Steam store page got taken down. And then like four days after that, one of their, I want to say community managers, I believe. I, I don't know. Put out a video. Yeah. He put out a video on YouTube pretty much saying, hey, we're going to go to the Epic Game Store and be an exclusive. And... I think that got a lot of backlash. People were asking questions, trying to figure things out. And he said one quote about this that really puts a bad taste in my mouth. So here we go. Quote, I know a lot of people are going to have strong opinions about that. Uh, cool. Have those opinions. And this is talking 
about people having opinions of them being on the Epic Game Store as an exclusive. Didn't we talk about this like last week? What, what was the PR episode? I'm not sure. It was either an episode or two episodes ago. Why do they let these people tell talk? Yeah. Why? <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> so, all right. Let me tell you guys reasons that they sh they that a developer like that would want to go to the Epic Game Store. So the Epic Game Store is a brand new thing. They're trying to compete with Steam, right? Yes. So they're going to launch a platform to sell video games. These are the people who made Fortnite. So they were, would take a 12% cut from all sales versus Steam's 30% cut. They would also waive the fee to use Unreal Engine 4 which is another 5%. That's okay. a pretty big difference. I'm not going to lie. It is. But the 30% is an industry standard at this point. Like It is. There it's Discord came on with the same percentage. And on their pretty, games. Well, I mean if you have your own launcher it doesn't count. But yeah. for any other launcher it's like there's no guarantee. They don't they're not saying that they're going to stay at 12 percent either there no there's nothing saying that they will for sure now they might who knows but there's nothing saying they will the and... other big thing is that's for anyone that puts their game on that launcher satisfactory is an exclusive to the epic game store <sighs> which means they had to have given them a lot of money. So, so, so I, Bruno, I actually looked up some stuff. So, it is um, December 13th today. And you and me, about a year ago, started Factorio. Yep. December 18th, to be exact, was the day I purchased. I think I asked Bruno, hey, have you heard about this game, Factorio? He said, yeah, I own it. I played it. I didn't really like get into it that much. I said, oh, well, I think it'd be fun to play because I've been watching someone play it. So I At bought it. At the time, I watched a lot of Factorio, though. It was a game that I loved watching but didn't enjoy playing as much. So I had a lot of knowledge of it. Yes. So $20 on December 18th, 2017, purchased me Factorio. Uh... A year minus five days, 360 days later. Bruno and I have probably played a total... I think we had two big playthroughs. I... Th uh, yeah. Yeah, two big ones. I put 120 hours into the game over those, like, two playthroughs. So, like, I think the first one was, like... I think I put, like... 60 some and then the other one i think i'm or maybe it was like 50 and i matched the other one with like 70 hours over the span of maybe a week week and a half and i know bruno put in way more i have 280 hours of playtime. he didn't have I that much I did. start on me oh no it was if anything it was like five hours in before this the date that we're talking about so we're talking 
AEs of our lives. I mean, some of it was AFK, to be fair, but we're talking... Oh, yeah. Like, this is a style game that we literally put days of our lives into. So we were really excited when there was like, going to be a 3D version, because that just means there's another type of game we can get into. And, and the other yeah. thing is, we're sa- we're talking about this, but we're also planning to dump hours into this game again very soon. Like, tonight, Thursday, I was going to... I just finished my finals today, finished my semester. I'm stuck in Bradford for about another week. Even when I'm home, I'll have a lot of time. Not really much going on. Bruno and I are probably going to throw in another... Is at least like at the least 50 hours right like easy at minimum anything less than that isn't a real playthrough in my opinion we're also modding the crap out of it so i'm literally saying in the next two two ish weeks two three ish weeks i'm gonna dump two full days two full straight days of sitting at my mon my desk at my monitor playing this game and when fact the satisfactory did what they are doing to us I don't even want to purchase a game on launch and might not get it at all, depending on how the rest of the thing turns out. So I was on their subreddit, the Satisfactory Game subreddit. Yes. And there's some straw polls and stuff, and it sounds like at least 50% of people have just written this game off from that subreddit. That's fair. People were very excited about this in this niche kind of thing because this isn't a game for everyone so out of those people i think 50 percent of them that would have purchased it day one without question on steam have just written off the game completely and someone like me that was going to buy it day one on steam in my head i'm thinking i don't love the epic game store i'm gonna wait at least a couple months if this game is phenomenal, I might think about buying it. it. And I was like, I was looking forward to it. I I didn't keep up with it too much because I wasn't trying to get too excited for it. Like it was one of those things. It's like the less I know about it, the less, the, the more like awesome it's going to be. But like, now I'm just not excited for it. I'm like, okay, you know. Maybe maybe there'll be another big mod coming out for Factoria that we can try to get a playthrough in. Or maybe yeah. we try to go for achievement hunting a little bit. Oh, boy. Some of those are rough. But Some like, of those achievements. I think Factoria is such a polarizing game. Like, If you like it, I think you're going to dump the hours into it like Bruno and I did. And those yeah. all these players that are writing it off are going to be players that would have dumped hundreds of hours into that game the game has a very common nickname of cracktorio because it hooks you like crack it's a niche game but i don't think niche is the right way to describe it it's like if you're in it's a cult almost like yeah and they had they literally had this whole market that they were coming in a game that wasn't gonna try to take anything away from factorio it was just gonna do their own version of it like I don't think it stepped on their toes at all, Bruno. Like, do you? Like, um, I think it had the opportunity to dethrone Factorio, but I think it would have more been like a hand in hand. They, 
Yeah. It was just adding to the genre kind of thing. I don't think it was going to be like PUBG versus Fortnite in the sense that it's like same game, different. Like, it looked different enough, but the like the fundamentals of the game, like first person, that changes a lot. Like, it's not like we have like the long reach model where we can zoom out on our multiple 20 inch monitors. Yeah. And like, look, I think it's like, I think it changed up the genre enough that it was going to be a hand in hand game. People will go back and forth a lot. Yeah, I agree with that. But, you know. They shot people. themselves in the foot, I think. All the money they were going to save by going to the Epic Launcher, I think they lost. It's one of those things that, sure, you get more percentage, but it's it's a bigger piece of a smaller pie, is what I was reading on forums. Yeah. You're getting a bigger cut. You got handed money to start. But it's you're not going to have as many people buying the game. Like, as far as exclusives goes, I like the way Discord did it more than this by a lot. Discord yeah. did it like they're saying first on Discord. Mm-hmm. And they'll have the game exclusively for a month. I'm okay with short-term exclusives like that a lot more than I am when there's no date or no time frame set. 100%. Now, I don't like having exclusives for the same platform. I feel I should be able to buy the game wherever I want, but if I have to pick which one I want, I'd much rather have Discord's first program. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. But, you know, we'll see. Maybe, maybe they'll salvage themselves, maybe they won't, but Moving on, as I mentioned, we did a Secret Santa, but it is that time of the year where Secret Santas are happening in offices, friends group, churches, schools, etc., whatever you're into. So, Reddit. I think Bruno and I both use it a lot more than we should. <laughs> it's an understatement. Um, I know Bruno probably knows about it. There is the Reddit Secret Santa, which is kind of its own thing they actually have their own website i don't know if you know anything about it much i've never done it personally but i've definitely heard about it it's just not really my thing i would say yeah so are the reddit exchanges and reddit exchange i think started off as mainly just a secret santa you know everyone's on the internet everyone's using it like oh let's do a big one every christmas and like People come in and I think there's you're only supposed to be doing twenty dollars. I think that's there. Like, hey, if you're entering in, you can spend a billion dollars on someone if you really want. Like, all power to you. But if in return all you get is like a twenty dollar like t shirt, you know, don't feel Yeah don't, don't get offended. Come after anyone. No, that like twenty dollars is like the guideline. Is what I feel. I say guideline, but I feel like that's too like if you're gonna set like a money amount on a secret Santa that like twenty dollars is where you should be happy, like no matter what. Yeah. You can't if someone spends more on you, that's amazing. That person's great. If they spend a little bit less, it's kind of like why'd you do it really? Unless it was a thoughtful, very thoughtful gift for less, but like twenty is where you should be happy. Anything above and less, you can probably be happy or sad. But like. Big people have done it. 
you seen ever seen some of the things, Bruno? Yeah, like I know Adam Savage loves doing it. I know Bill Gates does it. Yeah. Like big, big names. And they enjoy it. I think I saw one time someone got a car. Don't quote me on it. Really? I think. <laughs> I don't know if it was real or not. I've seen Adam Savage do some builds on his YouTube channel, Tested.com. Mm-hmm. But he's done like Nerf gun builds for people where he does all the weathering and painting and everything. Like, it's cool. I think it's interesting, and especially the people that put a lot of thought and stuff in like that. So, Bruno. Okay, so that's Secret Santa. Like, that's a very broad one. People have, you do need to make a wish list for it because like, you're literally with people that you've never talked to or will talk to again. And that one's hard, but would I did two? I'm pretty sure two. It was one or two. I can't remember for sure. I remember multiple gifts, but I can't remember if they're from the same person. Now, okay. there was a Game of Thrones one that happens about every May. Again, twenty dollars. I think no, that one was like fifteen. I think the one year was fifteen. They wanted to. They were like, hey, get them some sort of Game of Thrones thing that was not to break the bank. Yeah. So I did it. And I, they sent, the person sent me like two books and then uh, the coin that, uh, the, the Bravos piece. Yeah. The iron coin or what? I don't remember. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It was actually pure iron. If it was, whatever the material was, it was made of. It was yeah. that. And that was, it was cool. And like, I sent someone, I think a brawn figure um, and something else. It was a brawn. Punk, punko pop, punk pop, punko pop, punko pop, and then I sent them a. Uh... Oh, I sent them like a glass. Okay. And like, it was. I read their description. It was very. <laughs> I remember this one because it was. It was just so funny. I, like I was starting to read it. Like, hi, I'm blank, and I'm a gay guy from California that just absolutely loves Game of Thrones. If I'm not blasted by the end of the episode and really pissed off at the writers. I'm probably crying. It was just like some huh. random out there. Okay. It was fun. Like, yeah. Would Would you think of doing something more like niche, Bruno? Like, like a subreddit kind of thing. You mean? Yeah. So they have the Game of Thrones, which I like. You're interested in. They have like weird ones where send a magnet from like where you're from or uh. I I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. I, think I mean, I like the idea of the Game of Thrones one for sure. I don't know. I, I just. Are you a fan know. of Secret Santas? I think I'm kind of like neutral on it. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I'm just neutral. I I love the idea of them. And I love like the idea that you're like, oh, get someone a nice little gift. You get something in return. But I think they're a lot better said than done. Yeah. I think you hit that one on the head. I think the idea of them is great, but the execution can sometimes be iffy. And not necessarily even execution, just like how it turns out, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't want to throw anything under the bus because I like, okay, so we want to do one. When it came, the idea came down of wish list, we all know each other pretty well, 
and a wish list probably isn't 100% needed. And when it comes up to, oh, don't put it on there, that's just kind of asking people for something. And then it comes in the fact that everyone's just asking, oh, can you buy me this? Can you buy me this? And it's like, no, 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 let's just have it all random. And then you sit down and you're like, oh, I got my person. You're like, what am I going to get? And you're just like, uh, uh. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's especially like if I can imagine like one of the office ones that people do, like just get some random person you maybe talk to, but like barely know their first name. You're like, oh, is that, yeah. is that Dave? You know, What's you corner, like to do? He's not the corner office. You know, the one to the left has like the 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 poster right there. Oh, Steve, 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 not Dave. Oh, yeah. Dave. Dave was in that office back in 07. Damn it, Dave. Yeah, I, I don't know. They can be difficult, but they're also good, especially yeah. if it's with people that you have background with. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Default. What would we be? A, if you're gonna do a secret Santa, do a default gift. Do like, do like a sheets gift card. Always do. Just get them gas. I think it's the best thing you can get someone. Figure out what type of car they got. Average what they might. You just buy them a full tank of gas. Hmm. Never thought about that. But yeah, gas is good. Everybody pretty much needs gas. There's like, and there's nothing more sad. Like, there's nothing nicer than just like knowing your ne- next tank of gas is just not like you. You're not paying for it. I mean, I know you play Forza, and I know you'd love to just break out in your car. And I know when you're merging on the highway, all you want to do is put your pedal to the metal. But I don't know about you, but I just fe- I feel bad. Like, I want to just go and go, but then when I see my gas gauge, I'm like, ooh, yeah. That was, that was, I could have literally just burned myself a dollar and enjoyed it as just as much. But when you like, you have that one tank that you just didn't pay for and you're just driving around, you're like, ooh, I don't feel bad. But that's my recommendation. That's Nick's recommendation with my stamp of approval. Get them a tank of gas and you'll never be unsatisfied. So. I like the idea of Funko Pops, to be honest. Those two. Find a show that they like and just send one of them. Because they're cool. They're not even that expensive either. No. They probably hit right around the price range. And like, I'm a person that I'll take it out of the box and just sit it on my desk. Some people probably hate me for even saying that. I know, but like, if you, like, that's a great office thing too. Like, if you know that, then they can put it on their desk and that's their little desk thing and they can talk, like, then they have an easy way to bring up their show. Yeah. Oh, you watch it? Yeah, yeah, I watch this. Oh, you watch this? And then, like, you know. Hey, did you watch that episode last night? Yeah. Especially if you got on, like, like, a niche, or, like, a more niche character. Not something that people might know just off the top of their head. But, like, Braun, Like, that. If you get on one of those and you're like, oh, Game of Thrones, because you recognize that. But someone else would just not realize. Yeah, I like them. And they're like $10. Yeah. If that, usually. So, I think this is, this next little topic is going to be short. 
but I actually stumped Bruno on this one. But I just finished up finals. I, you know, another semester down, three to go. Last three semesters of my education for the foreseeable future. And I asked Bruno, what was the worst class he had to take? And I know he did it a different route where he didn't have to take GEs. But I'm talking like high school or like, uh, was it a trade school or was it a tech school? Tech school. Tech school. So I went to a 21-month program tech school. I didn't have a summer, but it was only 21 months long. Just to give you an idea of how much schooling I took. That ended three years ago now. So that's, I'm going back a little bit. The one that I can think of is I had a professor, teacher, whatever you want to call it. He was Asian and he had a really bad accent. And it was one of those things that what he taught just didn't come through as clearly to me as I would have liked. Mm-hmm. I think that was the worst final. I think it was on Active Directory. I had a class on Active Directory, and I think that was that. Well, and I mean, that it was, was... It's something you wanted to learn, too, which is yeah. worse. And it was just difficult a little bit because of that. And it's not a language barrier, but it's like a... Accent barrier. A dialect. Accent, yeah. yeah. It's... I, I, I've had that here, too. We have Professor Zhao, who... He speaks English. It's not like he's not speaking English. The way the word his the way different syllables get like pronounced through the accent just makes it mushy. Yeah, mine had some broken English going on too, though. Oh, okay. Like he definitely spoke sentences differently, for sure. Mm. Very is... like very smart. You know, you could tell that all my professors had real world experience as well as schooling and stuff mm-hmm. so everybody was smart it's just it came across difficult so yeah it was same troubling. like same with mine bruno he can convert hexadecimal in his mind that's crazy like i don't i, I forget what it converts like like what his i don't know i think he converts it to something but he can he like literally deals with hexadecimal in his brain and does it it's you know, I thought you were going to say binary, or, or I thought that that's what you meant, and thought that that was impressive, and then I realized you said hexadecimal. Yes. That's ridiculous. Yeah, he's he's like one of those people. Like, brain is more of a computer than a human brain. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So, mine. Mine? Okay, so like, I I hated mine, but I also enjoyed it. Like it's a very love hatey relationship. I don't think I had one I hated hate hated. Like every minute I didn't want to be there. Yeah. It was it was tourism. B and I took it together. I know you knew a little bit about it. We like always asked you for like Yeah. Ideas for our test. The professor was knowledgeable. He's like his big areas. He's done a lot of tourist like research in South America, somewhere you would not really think about tourism. 
like Colombia. Yeah, that's Colombia's a scary place. Yeah, so like places like really you know unique places. And it was a it was an interesting class. The book was a little dry, but he talked about it every class, so I had to read it. But his test, his tests were ass. Absolutely the fucking worst test I'll ever take in my life. It was one on the syllabus. He had four questions for what was six, but the final questions he gave later. They weren't on the final begin or the syllabus to begin with. But you know, okay, time for the test. These two questions might be on it, one or the other. You will have to write around, like, his test, we had uh, about an hour to do it, I believe. Okay. We had an hour for the class. He said probably by by the time we start the test, and by the time I, like, I need everyone to be finished, you're going to lose about 10 minutes, 5 to start and finish. So 50. There's one essay question and five short answers. And about 25 minutes should be the essay and then like five minutes a piece for the short answers. So he wanted you to memorize like roughly a two to three page paper, two two to three page papers beforehand so that when you got to the test, you were just rewriting a two to three page paper. See, I hate that. That sounds terrible. And that, like, he's like, okay, so you should be putting about 12 hours into both to prep. That doesn't happen. I can tell you that right now. No. To start off the class, he's like, so your migrating scale is ABC, 90 to 100, 80 to 90, like, base, you know. He's like, most of you won't get an A. Actually, no one really will get an A. That's just not this class. I don't, that's an issue because then that's your problem. Yeah, like, that's a whole can of worms of should A's be obtainable or should they not? And the way you have to look at grades, like, no, an A to me is I did above average in the class. I did everything, not perfectly, but like, I did what was asked. A B is like, I did almost what I asked. C is like, I did enough. DNF is I didn't do enough, like in my mind. But some people want to think of A as you were this exceptional student. No, and A is what's kind of become the social norm and accepted grade. And I'm fine with that if grading is done that way. Mm -hmm. But some teachers decide that that's not the way they do things. And that's not okay to me. It just fucks with people. That's a story I have to tell Bruno, too. After this, I have another story I need to tell. But, sure. Okay, so B. B is attainable. If you put a lot of time and effort in, you can get a B. A C is most likely what you'll get. That's showing up to class and doing basically what I asked. But if you have a high C and you did good in the class, I might round you up to a B. If you have a high B and you did absolutely amazing, I might round you up to an A. So I did two tests. I. My hand cramped. I can still feel my hand cramping about a year later. <laughs> like, I have the final. I'm like, I like beat my hand. I like slapped it, try to go a little numb, just ready to write. I walk into the final. I go up to him to get it. He's like, so Nick, you have a high C. You were really good in this class. 
you did a lot of effort, you participated a lot. You know what? I'll round you up to a B and if you don't take the final. And I'm just staring at him like, what the fuck did you just say to me? Wait, he'll round it up if you don't take the final? Oh, hell yeah. That seems like a very easy answer to me. (laughs) I think his words to me were like, if if you take this final, if you really want an A in this class, I'm expecting this paper to win a Nobel Prize. And I just look at him like, sorry, sir, I'll uh, I'll see you around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would definitely take that route. So it was like, it was two really bad tests. It was pretty interesting topics about tourism, like things you would never think about. But I just hated everything about the test. See, I hate classes that mean nothing to me. Like that class would have meant nothing to me. I I do, but I I do and I don't. I mean, so I've taken them, you haven't taken them, and I am on, I hate some of these GEs. The art one's fun to do, but, like, why did I waste my money and time? But I had a World Geography one this year. Just. Yeah. And not that I feel like a better person than you, Bruno, but, like, I, I feel like I have a more, like, I feel I'm more informed about the world because not that I'm more informed than you. Just like, I feel like I have a better understanding. I know what you're saying, and I don't deny that. My issue is more of that. If I'm paying for a class, Mm -hmm. I feel like it should be a class that I care about. Yeah. Because like in high school, I we all had high school, you know? The classes that I cared about, I would ace everything because I cared. I wanted to learn. The classes that I didn't care about, I was like a C and D student. Uh-huh. Just, they're so boring. Not needed. So, I... like college, I think I had a 4.0 most of my semesters. Yeah, because they're interesting. You want to put effort into them because you like want to learn and stuff. That's the big thing. I know most of our. I think I looked at our Spotify demographics. Most of us are out of college, but there is a small percentage who are not. So if college is the route for you, look for GEs that make you happy. Even if they're a lot of work, they'll be worth it more than the ones you won't. Like uh, fee t- taking astronomy. Yeah, that's perfect for him. Yeah. Like, that's something he enjoys and he cares about. And I, I'm i split on GEs, Bruno. I think I still have to take more than I should, but I still think, like, like a Bachelor's of Science is six or a 50-50. You're supposed to be a two-year major in your major and a two-year major in just learning. You're supposed to continue learning, become a more rounded person. Yeah. That's a bachelor's of science. I think it should be three, three, like three fourths major, one fourth. And I would be okay with that a lot more. Yeah. But the fact that it would be like half of the schooling that I would have done if I went to a four year college would have been general education. Mm -hmm. That would have frustrated me so badly. Yeah. But also, 
I did have to take general ed. I had oh, to take did? math and English. Now that I remember it. But I tested out a math, so I never had to do that. And I took an English class with a teacher that it must have been like one of her last years or something. Because she did not give a shit about anything. Oh, you didn't turn this in on time? No problem. Just get it to me next week. Hell yeah. Or like, oh, you didn't quite make it the full paper. Oh, that's fine. Whenever. Or however long. And it was like, and half-assing like that got me A's. I I don't understand how that happened. I also think math and like English fall under a different category. Those should just I can agree with that too. Sure, I don't write paper I won't write papers in the real life, but I feel like all those skills of writing a paper help me with just putting together a goddamn email sometimes. Absolutely, yes. I can agree with that. And math, I tested out of math. And I'm so glad I did because I think I would have got taught stuff that I got taught like my sophomore year of high school. Mm -hmm. So I'm very glad I did that. And I feel like my skills in math are maybe above the average, I would say. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty okay with math. I can make my way way around. You know how to do a a good old mathematical stuff. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like I Google things, you know, I don't memorize equations anymore because I don't need to. But I understand some good math. That was a that was a longer tangent than I thought it was going to (laughs) be. Oh, can I tell my story? I know we're at a little bit over an hour. I didn't think this was going to be. I don't care. Go over. So, okay, so I was in a. Um, it was called police and society class. I took it for like political, political science. I don't know what I took it for. Interesting guy, guy that worked in Miami for the DEA. Oh, okay. Miami DEA. And I mean, so the, the class was, it was about, uh, it was police and society, race and crime. And, you know, it was an interesting class, you know, one of those ones that just made you, like, think a lot about, like, how the system is and, you know, worth. Like, one of those really good classes that would just, I'd tell people to take it just because it was worth the, the understanding of it. One of the one-fourth I'd recommend of the whole that I would have as a person, as a major, if you had to do those GEs. So... I participate a lot because I found the class really enjoyable, and he asked me if I would be a debate judge. And uh, I'm like, sure. He's like, oh, this is an upper-level class for my... uh..." He's the criminal justice uh, head, so he's like, it's an upper-level class for my students here and this major, and I need three judges. Can you be one of them? Sure. Okay, that's interesting. I would take that. It's a a case law. The class. So basically, he teaches case laws where, um, if it's ruled that Susie stabbing the guy that was in her car because, you know, he was cold and uh, I don't know, it's so fair. Like, if it's ruled judge. one way, it becomes almost a law. Where if, oh, why was she able to do this? If that yeah. was enforced there, this should be enforced here. There are cases that become almost laws within themselves. Yeah. Kind of like how the Supreme Court happens, that 
a lot of times a judge will go off of what another judge says. Yes, hundred percent. That's exactly what it is. Like, so these students, it was like thirty, thirty or okay. so students. It's not like once every two years. It's like a class you have to take and pass, or else you're screwed. So thirty students were broken into two teams at the beginning of the semester. They were gotten. They were both given both sides of a case. And they had, like, a whole semester, like, ten weeks to get her ready. I come in and meet the other judges, and he's sitting behind his desk. He's like, oh, by the way, there's going to be a winner and loser. One one half the class is going to walk out there pretty happy. The other half, class, half the class isn't. I'm like, oh, do they, like, someone getting bonus points or something like that? He's like, no. Only half the class will pass this, this uh, project. Excuse if... me? Yeah. So there'll be the people that win who get a hundred percent on the the project. They get they don't not, nothing, just hundred percent. They did it and they won. Hundred percent. Hundred points. A hundred points. Out of like a thousand. That's what his class is out of. So a grade letter. The other half of the class rocks out with uh zero. All their time and effort goes for absolutely nothing. Oh my! <sighs> Going back to people grading, Bruno. I would be livid at that. But that's that's class. It's like in the syllabus. Like there's nothing hiding it. Like, like would that automatically fail you, or is that no, no, just... No, just a B? Like if you it's don't a letter win. Grade. Yeah. So if you don't win, which fifty percent of students in that class don't. 50% of those students in the class are guaranteed to be. And was this a... this? So this was a group project? Uh-huh. You're with, like, 15 other people. Oh, my God. Yeah. And... Uh, That's... No. And, That's so bad. You want to know the better part, Bruno? What? So I'm not a criminal justice major. No, not at all. I'm an IT major. Don't yeah. shit about case law. Okay. There's another guy, business major, no shit about case law. There was one former criminal justice major who took the class years, like a couple years ago, that knows, you know, knows stuff. Yeah. He told us, he's like, I really don't care what you end up deciding who's the winner or loser. Honestly, if the one team is wearing a color you don't like, don't pick them. If they piss you off because of like their presentation just doesn't look good don't pick them and i'm just sitting there like so you're telling me this girl that just like <sighs> i didn't like i don't know what if she like pushed me i don't know didn't, didn't you know. hold the door open for you yeah that, that bitch that day i had two things in my hands didn't hold the door for me i'm giving her a b in that like that would infuriate not only is it ridiculous that one project you either pass or fail knocks you a letter grade or not. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But to couple that with being a 15-man group project, I, I don't even know what to say about that. And it's that ridiculous. And your judges are just like, can be as biased, has been told you can be as biased as you want. And they're just like off the street. 
Oh yeah. Like it's not a judge, it's just a guy. You know the fun part, Bruno? What? So you would think both groups would put they'd be like kick ass like debate, right? To see I knowing about this, I probably would have cared about the class and said screw the debate so that I pass no matter what and could care less. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. What 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 did they do? Both absolutely blue. Both really just sucked. <laughs> like, okay, so it's a debate. Yeah, kind of like, kind of like what Fee and I do on a daily, minutely, secondly basis. Yep. So they didn't really understand the whole debate. They kind of took it as a presentation. They were dry. Mm. They were like just presenting me why they were right. I'm like, I'm if sick. I go into this hearing debate, I want to hear arguing. They're like, like, I don't something like. There's debate strategies where like the one side, like, the one side definitely had stuff against them. Like, it was the case was very. It wasn't one sided, but like, it leaned a little bit more one way. Okay. And. They like they didn't you can easily capitalize on that being like, you know what? You're right. But even though you're right about this, there's X, Y, and Z. You're right. You're definitely right about A, B, and C. But you can't do shit about X, Y, and Z. Yeah. That's like they, oh it was just so bad. Like literally I the reason I ended up being the deciding vote. The two other people <laughs> were split. No. Yeah. So it was like okay. we just went down. He like took us to his office. He's like, he just went down the line. And I was the last one. And yeah. I'm like, it was one group sucked less than the other. That's what got someone an A and other people a zero. I feel like at least he should have said like, okay, on a one to ten scale, how did A do and how did B do? Average those together, and that's their grade. Nope. I would have rather seen that. And and maybe like a 10% bonus to the winner or something, you know, like, I don't want to heat. No, it, I don't want all or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happens if, see, like, what I would have done is talked with the class and said, hey, this whole debate thing, how about we do nothing? Like, all of us do nothing. Then he it's like would... the stories you hear about people that curve grades mm-hmm. and they get the whole class to just not take a test. Yeah. You ever hear those stories? I've heard them. Those... I've, I've never known if they're true or not. I've always questioned. I mean, question everything, right? Yeah. I also question uh, the, uh, have you ever, I've heard the stories where like people were either, I've seen a meme about this, but I, I thought I heard someone tell me the story of Someone was like actually cheating on an exam in like a big lecture hall of like 150, like some people, you know, professor will never know your name, barely know your face. Yeah. Like was just, just took a study sheet out, cheated. The professor called the kid out. There was already a stack of like papers on the desk. The kid's like, you don't know me. Puts the page in the stack, throws it on the ground and just runs. (laughs) Could have easily been made up. 
professor, like whoever told me it could have just been lying, but it's just the funniest thing I could ever think of. It's just like, you don't know me. Whoosh. That I, I hope that's true. Cause that's hilarious. I hope someone did it in some form of history. Cause it would just like, just sitting there, like trying to study for the final. That person's probably just like, there's no way they'll ever know who I am. Oh, but yeah, I, I don't, I forget what you were bringing up, but that just made me think of that. Uh, Uh, A minute 12, not our longest, but definitely a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. It's an hour 12. Sorry. (laughs) Been going for more than a minute, Nick. Minute 12, Bruno, 58 minutes to go. This was going to be a long podcast. One of these days, going for the two hour mark. That could easily be a drunk one, though. I would have to be that one. I think our drunk, our next drunk one needs a tiny bit of editing. What? No, <laughs> it ruins it. I don't want the countdown to be in it, Nick. <laughs> it wasn't just the countdown. It was so much time before. All right. So let me tell the story about that, right? Yeah. So. There are a couple people that have normal jobs in our podcast. Nick is the one who introduces us and starts off the podcast. Fee is the one that does the Twitter questions and he counts us in. I'm the guy who hits record. So we were having a drunk stream and said, why don't we do a podcast? Well, drunk me, because I was kind of drunk. I'm going to be honest. Drunk me thought to himself, you know, when one of us is sober, we can edit out some of this foreground. I don't want to miss the mark on the record button. So I hit record like a minute early when we just started talking about having a podcast. So that's the story behind that. And sober Nick decided, no, that was comedy gold. (laughs) There's nothing more better than, like, this pure drunken rambling. Maybe. I don't know. I still Didn't have to go have listen to that one. more than once or something, too? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I still have to go listen to it. That's the one episode I really want to go back to and just, like, know what we talked about. I think you were pretty drunk. I remember that. I think I was pretty on, yeah. I was getting there. Dit was almost sober, I think. 100% sober. So, that's the story behind that podcast, if you ever wanted insider information. Well, are Are we wrapping down here? Yeah, I think our Twitter question for the week is, what is your default secret Santa gift? I think Bruno and I said ours. Like, what? What is yours? What if you were stuffed with someone you didn't know? What would just be your go-to? Candy, gas card, Funko. Like, what? What is your just default gift? And our emoji is what, Bruno? We're gonna go with the trophy because this week we talked about who won the game awards. So trophy, emoji. What is our fate? What are? What is your default gift? Um, we should have a survey. Take the survey. Probably a couple questions. I don't know yet for sure. Take it. We didn't read this week's actually, but we'll maybe read them next week. Because I think there was a lot of them. 
Oh, that was a good one, though. We'll we'll go over it next week. All right. We'll we'll make sure we go over both. Um, I think in the survey we'll ask how the double podcast went or the two person podcast went. But that will absolutely be a question. Let us know how that goes. We kind of just were unexpectedly happened to us. We'll if it's not viable, then we'll try to figure out better recording times in the future. If it's viable, then you know. It's just good to know. Yeah. Don't think we'll ever try to do a solo podcast. Ugh, that'd be no, no. I don't want. I don't even want to put that on anyone. I wouldn't want you to do a solo. Yeah. So. I don't even know. That's all we have for this week's episode of Thursday's the Best Days podcast. Thank you for joining us, and goodbye. Goodbye.